Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I've had Dancing with the Stars guests and I've had So You Think You Can Dance guests, but this is my very first Strictly Come Dancing guest. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. All right, welcome back into To The Point with Kristen Burt. I love the intro, first of all, because we always allow the guests to choose the song, and Oksana Platero picked Pocahontas Colors of the Wind, which is hits me right in the heart. I love that song. Welcome to the show, Thank first you. of all. I love that you're setting a record here because you're my very first Strictly Come Dancing guest. I'm honored. <laughs> I know. I love I love that, and I appreciate you coming on the show. I said, I asked Jonathan, I was like, can either you or both of you come? And he's like, I'm busy, but Oksana wants to come. So I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you have a lot to talk about because I, I was kind of going through like your bio and everything, and I'm like, you, you really hit a lot of the big dancing shows, and that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy to be here and uh, excited to talk about all of the shows. <laughs> well, I always like to kind of start way at the beginning um, when it comes to this show because people oftentimes don't know exactly the origins of like how old you were when you started and you grew up in the Ukraine. So right. um, this isn't like you started in Utah, like a lot of the, the ballroom <laughs> dancers that we see on, you know, Dancing with the Stars and So You Think You Come uh, and So You Think You Can Dance. I'm starting to mix up the names now. Um, so what age in the Ukraine did you start dancing? Um, I started at six years old at the same time as I went to school. And um, school was offering this dance class once a week. So I, my mom wanted me to take it because she just loves dancing and she always wanted to be a dancer herself. And so there I go. <laughs> now, was it um, ballroom or were you taking ballet like a lot of young girls do or jazz, that type of thing? Right away, ballroom. There was a little bit of polka mixed in and fun stuff like that, but it's See, called ballroom, yeah. I love that. I love that at six you can you know how to polka, because that's actually a really fun social dance, honestly, <laughs> and cultural dance, and I don't know if a lot of people know how to do it, but if you get out on the dance floor and even try to polka, even if you fake it, it's pretty fun. <laughs> so um, when did you really know that uh, you wanted to do it more than once a week? Was it right away? Was it something that, like, as you got older, you added another dance class or added another day? Uh, well, maybe a few years in, I just right away fell in love with uh, makeup and costumes and, you know, all these girly things was just uh, got all of my attention and I just wanted to be all into this. Mm -hmm. And then um, probably after a couple of years, I started traveling outside the school because there was a different school where they were doing once a week classes as well. So for me to be able to do it twice a week, I had to travel quite far away. Um, but I did it because I wanted to. See, that's incredible because we just take it for granted here in the United States. You go to a studio, and if you want to add another class, so you either go on another day or you do two hours back-to-back. -back. You had to travel in order to take that second class. Yes, and we, uh, my family didn't have a car, so it was like 20 minutes walk till bus station, then 10 <sighs> minutes drive on a bus, then another 20 minutes on the subway, and another 15 minute walk. <laughs> and then it became my everyday life. Okay, so when it's your everyday <laughs> life, are you doing that commute every single day to other studios and, and yeah. just to get those classes in? Yeah. And in the wintertime, is no fun because nobody clean in that snow, and it's a struggle to get there, but uh, it was all worth it. That's incredible. When did you know that you had a gift, that you it was more than just recreational or like this is a fun hobby? When did you know that you were going to be able to compete, make this a profession? When I received a few medals and trophies and a few titles. Um, what age was that around? Do you remember? Maybe 14 or even maybe 13 or something like that. I became Ukrainian champion for mm -hmm. a few years. And then I moved um, to America at 17 years old. Um, and the reason why my teacher lived here, Alan Tornsberg, at that time. So me and my partner, we came just to take lessons. And then we got offered a job and then we stayed. Um, and then we developed our results in America as well until we became American national champions as well. Well, that's incredible. So your partner was also Ukrainian, and yeah. you guys started out there. Where did you guys wind up in the United States when you first came at 17? Wind up? Where, what city? 
Oh, oh yeah. So first we came to uh, New York, and there was such a shock, you know, after <laughs> after Ukraine. We, you know, we took a cab and it dropped us off right in the middle of Times Square, and it's just a whole another world, a whole new world, like Pocahontas would say. It really <laughs> is. I mean, that's overwhelming. I, Not I, Pocahontas, it's Jasmine. Wow. <laughs> but it is. It's it's kind of interesting because. Um, I went to NYU, so I was I was in New York, and I went as a teenager as well. And um, my mom dropped me off, and she said later on, she was like, I don't think I should have dropped you off there by yourself. Um, <laughs> at least you had your partner, but at the same time, it is extremely overwhelming just to try and figure out subway systems. How good was your English at that point, too? Was oh, it zero English. I, I did have an English class in Ukraine, but I pretty much learned alphabet and maybe hi and, you know, just super basics. basics, yes, but... Uh, thankfully, being a dancer, you can just speak, you know, do this and show, demonstrate. So I got to get around without talking too much. Um, but then just being in this environment and pretty much watching English TV really get me learn how to speak. And, you know, TV show Friends is my favorite TV show. So every line from that show, this is was my English. You were practicing. Well, we were on a break. We were on a break, Ross and Rachel, <laughs> like every. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so how many years did you stay in New York, or did you stay a short time? And then- uh, maybe about a year, and then uh, me and my partner, we moved to Boston because we got offered another job there, and um, there I was about five years before I moved to Los Angeles. That's, that's my hometown, Boston, believe it or not. Boston is really interesting because it's very, very different from New York City, even though they're both on the East Coast and they're considered major cities. It's a lot more small town. Yeah. There's weird accents. I don't have one, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. There's no R's. Um, did you feel like totally another out-of-body experience when you moved from New York City to, to Boston? Because well, it's very different. It, it is very different. And actually, it kind of felt more familiar because I think Boston more has more European feel to it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like more my environment. Although I loved New York, but it was a little too loud, yeah, too big, and I felt good in Boston. So you guys were training, teaching, and competing while competing, you were in Boston. Yes. And is Seven that years what... with no, uh, not even one day vacation. Uh, it just was full on. You teach all day and then you rehearse because you want to be ready for competitions. And you need to make money for lessons and costumes and traveling. And, it was just and every crazy. weekend it's another yeah. competition traveling Competitions somewhere. every week, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if people realize how um, challenging the ballroom competition circuit is. It's amazing because... Um, we were here, I think, at Emerald Ball I was at uh, recently. And then everyone's like, see you next weekend in Atlanta or see you next weekend in a different city. It's a constant cycle of travel. You're home for a few days, you rehearse, you get settled, and then you're back on a plane somewhere else. Yeah, and that's why I can say I've traveled the world because I've competed my whole life, but I haven't seen most of the world because you just go to destination, you go from airport to competition, and then you go straight back home because you need to work, so you never get chance to explore and see the world <laughs> But the beauty of it, you know, the dance world, everybody know each other because competitions are every weekend, not just within a country, but all over the world. So most likely, wherever you go, you will meet somebody, you know. You'll see a familiar face that you're like, this is good. I'm so fascinated by that. And um, I know that during your time in Boston is where you got the opportunity to try out for Dancing with the Stars. Everyone seems to come uh, to Dancing with the Stars, especially to troop, different ways. Some people get a mysterious phone call. Some people had to audition. Some people didn't. Some people just had a meeting. Some people came from Burn the Floor. How did they discover you? Well, I think we got seen on one of the competition, me and my partner, and then we were asked to uh, come to Los Angeles and audition. Um, And I remember that was such a tough experience for me because I was really sick. I got um, some poison or something, so on the way there, on the plane, I was just sick the whole way there, And but we did it. Both of us auditioned, and then we got a phone call, and they asked um, what if we can offer a spot only to one of you, and both of us agreed um, to that kind of commute, and I was the one who was offered the spot. And this is when I decided to go that road, quit competing, and the whole new chapter in my life started. <laughs> How is that for your partner? Because I, I've got to imagine, you know, it's a big opportunity. Dancing with the Stars is a top 10 nat- network show, it's a big deal. And you're telling your partner, I got the job. We both auditioned together. I am going to take this opportunity. I, I doubt that he was upset in terms of, like, he understood why you took it. But at the same time, it's breaking up a partnership, which happens a lot in ballroom, but 
It's still sad. Yeah, but we've talked about this before and looked at the situations of this going either way, so we were both kind of ready because it was a good and it's such a huge and amazing show, so either one of us would have been happy for each other back then to get that opportunity, so we were ready. So you moved to Los Angeles, season 12, and I was looking, I was like, I was trying to see who was in um, the troupe at that time. So it's you and Peta and Tristan and Nicole and Ted and Kiki. Kiki. And this is back, and they have a fantastic introductory package of you guys uh, that's on YouTube if you guys haven't seen it. It's really fun. And I like it when they used to go back and like introduce you guys so we would know your faces because we were going to see you throughout the show. What was that first episode like thinking, holy cow, now I'm, I've come from the Ukraine in this small area of the world, and then I come to the United States, and I'm on a top ten show? That was just amazing. I mean, I loved every minute of it, and it was nerve-wracking, but just more exciting more than anything. Um, you know, I got to meet uh, choreographers, like Jason Gilkinson was choreographing the very first opening number for the troupe, and before that, you know... It, Show dance is very different from competitive dance, so I've just I loved learning all of this, how camera works, how do you find one, <laughs> you know, the different choreography, uh, moves are slightly different. Uh, you get to do tricks that you're not really allowed to do in competitions, and yeah, I, I mean, I just loved it. It was great. Do you have any specific memories from that first season, like working with the troupe, and and any like favorite moment from that year? Um. It's difficult to pick one. There's been so many amazing ones. But I guess, as you said, um, the promotional for the, the shoot for the troupe, we were in this room with the floor with covered in water, and we had to dance on it to make it more dramatic. And I remember it was so slippery, and that was, like, just biggest shock. I was thinking, how can you, you know, dance and make it a good quality dancing in the water, like on a high skating ring? And but it, it was great. I don't know. Let me think about other memories. <laughs> well, great. you know, it's funny, too, because when we talk about television a lot, too, um, television, they need their job is to produce great TV and great images. Sometimes as dancers, you're like, it's not that easy to dance in water, or it's slippery, and my shoes aren't working out so well in this. So they're thinking, this is going to be a great idea, and we'll have water flashing everywhere, and we'll do it in slow motion, and you're thinking, it's impossible. I'm trying not to fall on my butt. <laughs> um, what I also love about this fact, uh, when it comes to season 12, it's, I mean, it's names that we still know, because everyone's out there and working and performing. Kiki is currently a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, it's been interesting because this top 10 for So You Think You Can Dance on season 14, they're all professionals working. This is, Most of these are not like straight out of high school students. So we've seen the evolution of So You Think You Can Dance. Have you been able to talk to Kiki since he got picked for the show? Um, not too much because he's been, you know, busy, like everyday schedule. But, you know, we exchanged a few words and... I'm just so happy for him, and we um, got to work quite a lot together. We did Dancing on the Stars Cruise mm-hmm. um, together with him and his partner, Magda. A um, few times we did the cruise, we did the troupe, and we're just really good friends and just adore his personality. He's such a goofball, and uh, <laughs> he's just so entertaining to watch. I love it. Do you think, and I'm just throwing this out there and asking you, do you think it's fair that he's gotten so much heat for knowing Jenna and I was like Jenna's like it's a small dance world we've all worked together in some capacity and we and there's other people too because um obviously Gabby knew Lex from Shaping Sound there's so many different connections and threads I talked to Robert Green today he had worked with Mark on the Taylor Swift tour I mean it's it's a small very small world I mean yes dance world is just like I gave example even in a ballroom world it doesn't matter where in the world you're gonna go you're gonna have people that you know and worked with before, and it's it's beautiful, and it doesn't mean anything. Like I, I don't think it's fair to get hit for that that you knew somebody before. Yeah, I felt bad for him. Like that first week, I was like, sometimes fans on social media, I was like, guys, lay off. It's just you know, and you know, I, I let Jenna have her piece, and I let Gabby say something, and I was like, we're kind of done with this. So we're not going to talk about it the rest of the season. We're, let's go out and talk about some dancing, not just like who knows whom and yeah. who's worked with whom, because you know what everyone's worked with someone at some point. And I mean, I can go through the names. I was even sitting there going, look at these troop names. It's kind of like unbelievable when you go through all of your seasons of when you worked on troop. I'm like, I still know where everyone is and where they're working and what they're doing. It's a really wonderful launching pad dancing with the stars, whether you stay on as a pro or whether you go to another show and do something else. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, did you really feel like this was kind of like a wonderful launching pad? I mean, created opportunities beyond Dancing with the Stars for you? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, when I quit my competitive life and, you know, Dancing with the Stars definitely opened up so many um, doors. And uh, one of the biggest things, I got to meet my husband, Jonathan Platero, by um, assistant Jason Gilkinson when he was choreographing for So You Think You Can Dance, um, the cha-cha piece for Lindsay Whitney. Uh, and Jonathan, me, and Sharna was there assisting him. Uh, so that was our very first. <laughs> That's how it all happened. Yeah. I didn't know that. So that was season nine yeah. of So You Think You Can Dance. Mm -hmm. And so Jason is responsible for you guys. He is. Oh. Yeah. And then he was, you know, the troupe choreographer. And then on uh, Strictly Come Dancing, he's the head choreographer. So dance world, even if you just choreographer or dancer, it doesn't matter what you do, if you are involved in a dance world, you, it's just everything tied up and connected. Was Jason Gillickson responsible for you getting on Strictly Come Dancing, or did he have maybe just recommend you to producers? Uh, yeah, he was definitely one of the people who helped me there. But again, dance world is small and everything's connected. <laughs> when, when did the whole um, Strictly Come Dancing opportunity come up, and, and how did it come about? Because I know it's it's not just like they call you one day and they're like, come on over. It, it's it's a longer process usually. Yes, I got reached out to by a few people, and then I had um, Skype interview and a few phone interviews, and and then I booked it by also recommendation of many people. So, um, because I know last season your husband was on, because I spent the whole summer with him, and he was like, I miss her so much. Um, so last summer I was with him for season 13 of So You Think You Can Dance. He was an all-star, um, and I was probably with him from July on, and you started, you probably went over in August. Yeah, beginning of August. Beginning of August. So when did you know? Did you know in the late spring that you would book this or early summer? Do you remember? Um, well, just the whole conversations about it kind of came along maybe six months or some quite quite ahead before. Yeah, that's but, a lot. But I didn't know until it's confirmed or not. Um, maybe July? I mean, I can't remember. I don't want to lie. But mm -hmm. it's quite close, closer to the date. And for me, I have to say that, you know, Strictly Come Dancing is like the original show, but I love the purity of it still. Like, Dancing with the Stars has emerged into this big entertainment variety show. There's something about Strictly that they adhere a little bit more to the ballroom rules, a little bit more. Um, there's something classical about it that we don't get to see here in the U.S. version. What was that experience like? Because you'd already experienced the U.S. version. Now you're going to Strictly. Um, and, you know, I can Google your name, and it's like, Article after article. I mean, they eat this show up, and I know they only get it once a year. We get it twice a year, but um, what was that like? Just kind of stepping into that world. It is number one show in UK. It's absolutely huge, and um, uh, it, it was a big deal for me to go there, and uh, I had incredible time doing it. Um, but it was comfortable, like you said, because uh, it is more traditional, like coming from competitive ballroom world. Mm -hmm. uh, it was right up my alley, you know, just Latin ballroom. Uh, you would do other styles for maybe as a group, just professionals, uh, but rarely. So, yeah, I was pretty comfortable feeling feeling in my space, you know, it's just good. I love the production numbers that they do on that show as well. Uh, they're big production numbers when it comes to for the professionals like that you guys still have the old staircase that we used to have similar in the u.s and um elaborate costumes long a lot longer in length too i mean you guys yeah. do five eight minute numbers and uh, and the whole season it's uh 15 weeks if i'm not mistaken because there's like 15 celebrities so it's almost half of year that's why it's only once a year it's it's a long time, yeah. What a cool experience, though, too, just to be able to, to see all of that. I also was questioning, because uh, the pro numbers, I know here in the U.S., uh, they kind of rehearse them on Tuesday, and then they get performed the following Monday. Someone had told me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you guys actually rehearse before the show even begins, like all of the pro numbers, and then clean it up as you need to before you perform. Yeah, because show starts in September, but everybody would, all professionals would get there in beginning of August and rehearse all the group numbers that's going to be happening throughout of the whole season. So you would learn probably 15 routines, maybe more. 
Um, and I'm not gonna lie, it was really difficult by, I don't know, October to remember something you learned in August. You know, <laughs> at least you have this video to look at and kind of refresh your memory. So it was a little bit helpful, but it's a lot to learn so many routines at once. That's fascinating to me <laughs> that you're learning 15 routines and you're expected later in the season to go, remember in August when we did that? Yeah, now you, you gotta better remember. This one. <laughs> um, and. And obviously, that's the other thing. Oftentimes, you have um, American choreographers. I know Chris Scott had come over for yes. a routine. You're seeing some familiar faces as well. Again, dance world, super small. It must have been nice when you're away from home, and probably for a time you were away from your husband before he was able to join you, to be like, oh, a familiar face. <laughs> yeah, it was great when Chris Scott came and um, did the number. Uh, it was really exciting. It was outside of ballroom style. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. I enjoy trying new things like that. That, that's kind of amazing. And are you got when you're after you learn it in August, is there like a cleaning rehearsal or like a let's put this back together rehearsal in October yeah, or that, November when you have to do it? Yes, there um, on the week that you will be performing that specific routine, you definitely watch video. So by the time you come to clean and rehearsal, you at least remember the steps. <laughs> um, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your contestant because I. I watch the show, and I, I obviously I watch it off of YouTube and everything, and sometimes I can get an illegal live feed. Um, but Judge Rinder was so much fun. He seemed like he was game for anything. He was just along for the ride. Yeah, he, he was awesome, just such a big personality, uh, so much energy. He does not have a switch off button. Like I had my hands <laughs> full all the time, and we would rehearse seven days a week. Um, without any breaks because he would be working in Manchester filming his uh, show. So I would have to travel there every week, wait until he will be done with his show, and maybe by 9, 10 p.m. we would start rehearse, go till midnight, even more sometimes. And then there was a few times that I would have to go back to London where the show is filmed, and I think it's like three hours train um, ride from London to Manchester. Mm -hmm. So I would have to go on... 5, 6 a.m. train, go straight to the pro rehearsal to review one of those numbers we learned in August, and then go back to Manchester. Oh, my God, that's an exhausting yeah. schedule. Yeah, it was full on. That's intense. It's like some of the pros, if they have to travel each week, if someone's on tour or something else or has a job across the country, it's not easy at all. What do you remember most from that season working with Judge Rinder? Was there a particular number that you were like, I just love this, and it really brought out his personality? Oh, well, each number was just alive on its own. <laughs> we just went through <laughs> everything. Each, you know, first week was awesome. We got um, the cha-cha that we had. I think it had like 8 million views That's on amazing. Facebook. That was awesome. And then we had um, funny Venus walls where, uh, you know, we had a cow on stage. And, I remember that one. <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah, we had mixed feelings about that one. We loved it, and then we wasn't sure about it. But I, I think it was good. And then we had... Um, Charleston that was meant to be my favorite number um, because we, we did Flintstones uh, theme song. We were dressed like them. We had the car, with, you know, with the little legs <laughs> running. We had so many props and routine was awesome. But then so much things went wrong. Props went wrong. I, I got dropped in one of the tricks. And uh, <laughs> so what meant to be the awesome routine didn't, you know, came up as a little bit like yikes. But so that, that one was probably my least favorite. <laughs> Isn't that I, funny? In your head you're like, this is going to be my favorite yes, one all season. Then like you're that. like, oh. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. And then we had Jive that was a really breakthrough with our um, teacher and student relationship, I guess. We just both reached such a delirious point when we were just, you know, he was frustrated, I was frustrated and then we just hysterically laughed at everything and <laughs> we ended up having a great rehearsal and a great routine as a result and we performed that on um, Strictly Condensing Tour as well. So Jive was my favorite probably. You know, this is a great question because uh, at the beginning of the season you, you get Judge, Judge Rinder. He's a little bit older. He's not old, but he's just older. He's not your 22-year-old contestant. Did you think, I'm going to make it to fifth place with him? Because <laughs> uh, that's very impressive, <laughs> I think. Well, yes, I, th I think so, too. I definitely hoped and I saw potential in him because, uh, you know, he's he's got moves. He's great. He gets sloppy here and there, you mm -hmm. know, out of his excitement. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's, it's good, it's good. And then, oops, we got too excited and it <laughs> all went somewhere well, else. Come back, come back. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, just um, could have gone either way. But I'm super proud of how far we've made it. And I think uh, it was 
great result. That's fantastic. What is it like? Because the Dancing with the Stars pros here in the U.S., I think, are oftentimes more famous than the contestants here in the U.S. What is it like being a Strictly Come Dancing pro? Are you recognized a lot when you're out and about? Because this is the number one show. It is, yeah. There's been a few uh, moments I got recognized, but also schedule was so busy that I barely even get to go and step anywhere, you know? Yeah. It's been full on. We got to go to Blackpool for the Blackpool um, special episode. That was super cool because that is, you know, for Ballroom World, that that's it. That's like the biggest competition, the most known, the most beautiful. And uh, the way they put stage together, that was absolutely fantastic experience. How about for you? Did you compete um, at Blackpool when you were competing? I did, yes. You I did. So to come it. back, did that bring back a flood of memories? It sure did. The, the thing is, there's two different towers. And uh, when Junior Blackpool, they hold they host in uh, this one place. And uh, once you're older, like adults in the place across the street, pretty much. So we were at the place where they usually host um, Junior Blackpool. So I've never been there before, but it, it's very similar. They look, you know, just beautiful ballroom with chandeliers and just decorations are amazing. Um, yeah, it's very elegant. I, yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever seen videos. If you haven't, like, just go and YouTube it because it's unbelievable. And people are dressed to the nines. Like, you know that this is a special competition. Yes, it's a huge event, and you just dress to your best, and um, everything is just top-notch. What should Dancing with the Stars fans know about Strictly Come Dancing? Like, little inside things that are very, very different from what we see here in the U.S. Is there different things in terms of, like, how they prep the numbers or behind-the-scenes things that you'd be like, this would never happen in the U.S.? Well, the biggest, biggest difference is the the actual style of dancing. You know, there is just very classy and um, sometimes at the video package you have to talk about the actual technique and names of the steps and it's very educational and but I mean I guess it's kind of same here but um, it's just all about traditions and take it back to basic and classic and elegance when here it's uh, a little you know just modern and would do it's more of a reality and, show yeah. too sometimes and, and I think um, a lot of the fans would like Dancing with the Stars to Go back to basics a little bit and do a little bit more ballroom. Because you guys don't do, like, the contemporary dance and the... the Unless it's a special group performance. Right. Um, But you don't have the contestants, like... No. Doing, like, contemporary dance. You could, you could, in the finale, you can choose it as a show dance. Then you can do whatever you want. But Our freestyle version, yeah. But yeah. usually people don't. Usually they still like to keep it in class. God, I love that. I just think, you know, I, that's why I think why I have so much fun sometimes watching this. So you think you, uh, Strictly Come, how many shows many are shows. there? Too many shows, Strictly Come Dancing clips. Because there is something, sometimes when you guys do those big opening numbers and everyone's just kind of, like, waltzing by. I'm like, oh, I love this. It is, it's so beautiful to watch, and you've got a huge audience. That studio looks even bigger. It is bigger. It's slightly Than the U.S. Longer. one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how many people it holds, but I'm like, it looks way bigger than what we see here in Los Angeles. Amazing. And then you did the tour. So how, what was the tour like? Um, the tour was incredible. I've got to perform at the biggest arenas. Like, I've never performed in front of that many people live. There was one, probably like 10,000 people life watching you and it's just energy when every all of that happening just I don't have words to express that that was amazing that really is incredible when you you're packing in 10,000 people into yeah. um, a venue because it's not easy to sell 10,000 tickets honestly <laughs> yeah, and, and oftentimes dan- yeah you sell out and you know for dance oftentimes the venues are like two maybe 5,000 would be really big but if you're if you're doing 10,000 that's a huge audience that's unbelievable now, I have to ask, because everyone's like, we miss her. We wish she was coming back this season. What made you decide not to go back? Because I think you were really a fan favorite last year. Everyone really appreciated what you did and had a lot of fun with you and Judge Rinder. Uh, no, it was absolutely incredible experience, and I enjoyed every minute of it. But um, there is a few projects that's coming up that I can't really talk about yet. I mean, I'll, I'll say a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but just period in general I just love being home you know in America it just feels right and um, yeah it just feels better here I guess well it's a long time away from home I mean if you're gone from August until December and Half of year, yeah, yeah and, and Jonathan I know was because I, like I said I'm like I saw him every week and you weren't so I was seeing him every week at, at CBS studios 
And it was a big sacrifice, of course, because you guys are married, and it's just that's just tough. Yeah, he I, came after you know after so you think was finished, so like in the middle of September. Mm -hmm. So we've been apart for a month and a half, and uh, thank God he came because <laughs> the six months without him wouldn't be terrible. And he got you know he came to London and he got to be a part of Strictly too because he was choreographing few routines. Um, he did some salsas and some Argentine tangos. That was a big hit. Oh, I really love good. that. So he had the opportunity to work on the show then too. Yeah. Well, you guys choreographed some really hard salsas together, and I've seen a lot of these on So You Think You Can Dance. I mean, you can t you really kick the contestants' butt from time <laughs> to time. Um, what was the very first season that you guys came together for So You Think as choreographers? Um, let me think. What season was that? It was when Alan Alan uh, Burstyn was on. Which so that's season? 10. Yeah. So, so 10 was the first season. Yes. Yeah, so Alan and Melis, that was first salsa. They did really good. We were super proud. And, um, you know, we've done every other season after that. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Wh what is it about So You Think? Because I, you know, I was backstage yesterday and it's interesting because there's a lot of people now from Dancing with the Stars. We're seeing more and more crossover. You know, they've, they've managed to snag Val for a couple episodes. Last season we saw Sasha and Emma. We've seen you guys. Um, it's interesting because uh, even Val said to me yesterday, he just said, you know, I love Dancing with the Stars. He goes, but the vibe here at So You Think You Can Dance is so special and so unique. Um, that it's like a family, and he just said he really appreciates being having the privilege to be a part of it uh, this year. How has it been for you guys? And obviously, Jonathan was a contestant in season five, so for him, it's coming home. Yes. Um, well, for me, you know, just to even start with, I come from ballroom world, and once I met Jonathan, he taught me, you know, salsa, and he because he was a gymnast and um, he knows all these crazy tricks. And lift, so he taught me a lot of that, and together we kind of created this special style, if you want to call it, that we do together with combination of all of this. And, um, and you know, on so you think, um, all the contestants they testing themselves out in all the different styles. So it's they hungry for it, and it's super excited to see them um, going through all these challenges and adapting to the new styles. And as a choreographers. You just, you know, you kind of fill, fill them out and see how far you can push them. And with the tricks, it's been, every time it's been just scary. And, you know, I've been in their shoes. I know how scary it is to try yeah. for the first time. But then the satisfaction of once they nail in it, and it's, it's great. Yeah, we've had, we have a couple of the photos up there um, from Seattle. Well, yeah, you choreographed for your <laughs> husband last year with Daniela. Uh, what was that like choreographing for your husband and a tiny little contestant? She was a petite one. Oh, it's with the tricks, it's so awesome because she's so little and she waits nothing and she's fearless. So for him to throw her around was just, you know, just like feather. There was no limits of what they could have done. Um, they still, there still have to be some salsa in there, so, but there was enough tricks. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and to choreograph for him, you know, there is, he had to be quiet and <laughs> listen. He had to listen to you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really kind of fun, and I know it was special for him. Um, but, you know, we've had other con seasons, you know, like season 12. I know that, like, I had Teddy Coffee in here recently. He was like, holy cow, that routine salsa. with Emily James, <laughs> that salsa. They struggled. They really struggled, and I think she separated her shoulder that week, too. What is that like when you know that it's it's a tough week in rehearsal and you're just trying to get them on the stage to look the best that they possibly can and you've got all these challenges coming in the way? Yeah, its biggest challenge is that you don't have that much time with the contestants to help them out and kind of guide them through the process, and especially when you have dangerous tricks and lifts. So you kind of need to, in the first four hours, you need to have realistic feeling or are they going to be able to do it or not and change it right there but make sure it's still challenging and make sure it still looks good and make sure they're comfortable with it because we want them to look the best they can possibly look um yes it's difficult to get it all together and you make a really good point i don't know if everyone knows this you get four hours with the contestants that's for that major rehearsal where you, you like basically teach them try to clean it as much as possible four hours that's it and then it becomes, I think on the stage, you do camera blocking and everything else. That's not a lot of time. It's pretty much in their own hands to just rehearse it as much as they can and make the best out of it. I always, like, it blows my mind because sometimes people are like, well, that routine was okay. I'm like, you need to understand how little time the choreographers have until they're on that stage, you know, whether it's camera blocking or that final dress. 
there's not a lot of time going on. And especially if it's later in the season, the contestants have group numbers. Sometimes they have their solo. Sometimes they have a second duet with somebody else. Yeah, it's a lot packed into one show. It, <laughs> the further, the closer to finale, the more they have to learn. It's really kind of unbelievable. Um, will we see you guys this season? Do you know yet? Don't know yet, but we we um, have a few projects, another TV show that I can't say what oh. it is yet. But we will be going to Miami for for kind of long time. But we'll see how it all works. That's out. <laughs> interesting. Are, okay, I'm gonna try. Let me know if you can't answer. That's totally okay. But I'm just gonna ask a couple questions. Are you going to Miami soon? Like in the fall or late in summer? September. In September. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good to know. And are you filming a pilot or are you filming a whole season? That's probably will be safer if I keep okay. that as a great Okay, we'll <laughs> that's and but it's a dance related ish show. Yes, okay, of course, dance related. Oh, and it has a network. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is good. I like this. Okay, this is interesting to see. And uh, eventually, when you're ready to announce it, we'll all be able to see it at some point, we hope. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's exciting. And Jonathan's working with you. Yes. Okay, we're, we're good. We're so, we're so lucky, you know, just in general, we get to work together. You know, we, I go to Strictly. He comes along, he starts choreographing, and then, you know, he's from So You Think, then we choreograph together for So You Think, we book tours together. Just right after we met, you know, at that rehearsal, at Jason Gilkinson's rehearsal, we went to have coffee, and we just talked a little bit, and he said he's going to this tour in next week. And I said, wait a second, which tour? I'm going there, too. <laughs> so was it Ballroom with a Twist? It was Ballroom with a oh. Twist, yeah. So we're so lucky to book everything together. Um, so, yeah, you, you go out for coffee with him, next you're going on tour with him. So that's where you're romance i'm assuming blossomed while you're on tour well it was right there at that rehearsal he just picked me up and he threw me around and i was sold <laughs> that's it that's all it took did yeah. you know right away you're like i'm gonna marry him probably yeah. <laughs> that's really good though because you guys are a great team and, and you know especially in this industry los angeles it's tough to be married i'm married i get it i'm married to a performer myself and you really have to make time together you have to I just as I told you I'm like I went to New York to accompany my husband just to you know support him he's always supporting me but you have to be able to find those moments because careers can take you all over the place and it's easy just to be like where's my husband I haven't seen him in a month that type of thing that's really incredible how many years were you guys together I'm just trying to think the timing before you got married um well We've been together probably close to five years, married three years. Three years, okay. Now, was that really, this is, I have to ask this, because <laughs> um, I know that your wedding was televised. Was it really an ambush wedding? Like, you had no idea you were getting married that day? Or was it reality TV and you knew, like, it might happen sometime soon? No, it really was. There was such a, um amazing setup for all of this because um, there was audition for David Tutera wedding collection so I think we got hired as a dancers to demonstrate you know we dressed as a groom and a bride because we going to have the photo shoot to demonstrate the you know clothing um, so that's why everything looked like it's gonna be a wedding that's why we look like groom and bride but it was for real <laughs> well, obviously you guys were engaged right yeah. so you were ready um, but had you planned an, a, another wedding in the future at that point, or it was kind of up in the air? Uh, we planned it, but not that soon. And <laughs> it's just so easy for me to believe because, you know, it's work. This is what we do. It's absolutely a normal situation to get hired for something like that. Of course. <laughs> so you wound up, I, I know, like, Peter was in your wedding, and Sharna and Max. How did they rope them all into this? Were they like, okay, we're going we're gonna to marry off Oksana and Jonathan on TV? Come on down. Well, I'm sure they've talked to Jonathan, and, you know, we, we've start planning a guest list a long time ago right. and it was all you know our closest friends and so I'm sure it wasn't difficult to come up with guest list but my mom came from Ukraine that was a big surprise and you hadn't seen your mom for six years is that correct yeah and met my brother for the first time <laughs> so your brother was born after you left the Ukraine yes he is five years old now so once I met Jonathan he was just born <laughs> Wow. How did you keep it together that day? Because, I mean, obviously emotional, not only getting married that day, but also seeing your mom and your little brother for after a long time and then meeting your brother for the first time. I don't think I kept it emotional at all. You know, I've, I haven't even tried. It. Just I just let it all run and just enjoy <laughs> the moment. I know. I would have ugly cried like all yeah. day. I'd be like, my mom's here. I'm getting married. There's my brother. <laughs> I know. It was so much bundled up. Now, is your mother ba- your mother's back in the Ukraine? 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. So, and you recently went and visited them, and yes, I just took Jonathan to Ukraine for the very first time ever. I think he loved it. <laughs> he didn't speak language, and so my family doesn't speak any English. So I had to a lot of translating. Translate, and you know, once everybody got comfortable with each other, there's so many stories from him and from them, and. I've had great time, but I feel like by the end of the trip, I forgot how to speak English and Russian. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to learn Spanish along the way, too. Uh, um, I, I know that you guys also um, worked with Cheryl Burke on Love on the Floor. You did the Japanese, the first Japanese tour that she did? Uh, we didn't do the tour, but we choreographed a few numbers. Oh, you did? Okay. So what was that like? Because, I, I, you know, I know Cheryl's been really... Um, this is a real passion project for her. This is something that's so important to her and so personal. And, you know, when someone is so deeply invested, you want to deliver the best possible routine you possibly can for her. What was that like working with Cheryl? Uh, that was a great process. She, you know, when she talks about her show, you can tell how, how much it means to her. And I think the show has such a strong message. And you know, it's a love story. Um, I mean, not li like life story. It's her story and all the emo um, emotional stages in your life that you go through. And um, I've seen the full show on video. I mean, I've seen our numbers. And then I, w I really want to see it live. It, it looks like a great show. Now, what's, I know she had, like, I think four different stages of love. Where did you guys, where did your numbers fall in? Um, we did a first date. We had an abuse number. Um First date and the abuse. I know, yeah. It I know, was, that's like it was so dramatic. And then we did number that uh, Meryl and Charlie did. Oh, the you say did. Say something a, number. You did. What is it like working with Meryl and Charlie? Because to me, they are such extraordinary artists on and off the ice. They're both extremely nice people on top of that. And I think their work ethic has to be extraordinary because... When I watch them on the ice, they had the most perfect Olympics when they won that gold. And I was like, you don't get there without years and years of hard work and practice. Yeah, they have amazing partnership and true professionals. But, uh, you know, we didn't get to work with them because we just did choreography. And then um, we had to leave for some other job. So it was actually Randy, um, Randy Strong who Randy was Strong. teaching them their choreography. Ah, that's so interesting. It's so interesting when you have to pass off your choreography to someone else. Um, and make sure that they execute it. But you guys are very good friends with Randy Strong. I know Jonathan yes. did yes. season five with her. So when you pass off your choreography, like as a choreographer, like what do you want to make sure that that person um, executes in terms of your work? Like We want to make sure that they can still take the steps that they were given and make it their own because when you just do steps, you know, you can't make somebody feel a lot. But if you, you know, you're given a structure of steps and then you put your own feelings and your own touch to it and then you make it your own and then people relate to it yeah and that does make a huge difference because i think you know you can have the most perfect technique we know this and then the audience feels nothing and you can have a little bit of sloppy technique and if you give a lot of heart to it it actually can resonate way more than someone with the perfect technique absolutely yeah that's a really big deal um and do you know if Love on the Floor, I guess I, it was postponed till 2018, so I, I guess she's hoping that it'll come back around next year. Do yeah, have, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I haven't heard. Um, yeah, I haven't either. I know. I was like, I know that it was like supposed to happen late this fall, and then we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, now, I know you guys have been working with a, a studio here in Los Angeles. What are you guys working on? Can with a studio? Yeah. So is it LA Connection? Are you guys doing a production company? Oh, yes. Yes. So it's... Uh, our best friends, which is uh, Randy and um, Legacy, they're both from So You Think You Can Dance, and then we have Patricia, uh, Tony, CJ, um, Jonathan, and me, so it's seven of us, and um, the first idea just came when Jonathan and I was asked to do a piece for Jate, mm -hmm. uh, and we just thought that it could look much better to do it as a group, so we just you know, started doing some performances for fun and everybody just enjoy working with each other so much because all of us also been working on Ballroom with the Twist and you know other shows together so we've been friends for so many years mm -hmm. and uh, we just decided to make something more out of it and um, you know all of us also as individuals have like Patricia and Legacy they have super successful real estate business you know they flip in million dollar houses no big deal <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tony and CJ, they um, do the staging. Um, 
Randy has her own production, and you know Jonathan and I uh, having this choreography thing that we just we choreograph everything for connection. So it's just a lot of fun for us to put this. Um, routines together and we're actually going to do our first big performance as Connection in Utah under the stars. Ooh, you are. So this is going to be a whole sort of like performing group together. Yeah, it's like a big collaboration. Yes, Connection is going to be a headline in the show so we're super excited about that. We're just rehearsing every day and getting ready and it's going to be awesome. When is that performance in Utah? It's going to be in the end of August. Um, 26th, 27th. Oh, it's coming up really soon then. Oh, that's exciting because, you know, there's so much happening in dance um, in so many different directions and and World of Dance, like, added a whole other element this summer. Um, For you guys, this is kind of like a great way to sort of ride that wave, too, because you've got these collaborators, you've got these working artists, you have familiar names that, that people recognize. Where would you like this to go? I mean, do you have, like, bigger goals as a group? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we kind of um, uh, doing doing this thing as as a group, but we also just focusing on our own thing and maybe just show other people uh, almost what it's like after you done with your competitive life, or like you know that it's not the end of your dance career. Like there's so much you can do after and. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. There's few things that I can't just talk about yet, but there's definitely big things um, coming up for, as a connection as well. But I can't mention it again as well. <laughs> We're going to have to have you back just to be like, so tell us secrets. to spill it all. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have like the follow-up episode, Oksana spills all. <laughs> um, well, you know, that is really interesting, though, too, because and I think World of Dance kind of brought this up because... You know, oftentimes people go on a show like So You Think You Can Dance or America's Best Dance Crew or America's Got Talent, and they have this great success. And then, you know, oftentimes they're going off and they're doing commercials and things like that. But if you're not following the dance industry, sometimes mainstream America doesn't know where everyone winds up. And I feel like World of Dance brought that opportunity where you're like, oh, fiction's still here if you're not watching So You Think anymore. Or you're like, this is where Jabberwockies is. Would you guys ever do something like World of Dance? Would you have you thought about that? Maybe it's definitely a possibility. We'll see. But yeah, I've been watching that show and it's so awesome. The level of dancers like the Litwins and Jabawakis and just such a huge names in dance industry. They were all at that show. It's, I love that show. Yeah, I love that the idea of like the Olympics of dance because uh, that's exactly what you expect when I go watch the Olympics, whether it's gymnastics or swimming, I expect the names that I know and then I expect some unknown superstars to show up as well. And and that's kind of like, we actually had one of the executive producers from World of Dance last week and he was like, some of these people are going to come back for season two because you expect to see them at the next Olympics yeah. and then we're going to bring in new names. So I've been kind of asking people, just asking around like, would you consider it? Would you, what do you think about that? And uh, obviously another So You Think You Can Dance tie with Nappy Tabs as co-executive producers. Sandra Chavez worked on that show. Um, so it's really kind of interesting how that may play out in future seasons. For sure. Yes, first... amazing talent, amazing people producing awesome product. Yeah. Would be would be great to be part of it, but we'll see. You'll see. And you know, ballroom, you know, ballroom always needs always needs a presence. That's what I always think. I mean, we saw some good things with um, Swing Latino and we saw um, DNA, but you never know. Maybe throw that out there. Now, I know for you and Jonathan, what for you guys is is your ultimate goal career-wise? Um, do you guys kind of have like an idea like we want to do a Broadway show together or we want to choreograph our own TV show or what is that? Where do you guys see Oksana and Jonathan going? Well, yes, all of, all of that that you said would have been <laughs> awesome, but we, uh, we are currently working on branding ourselves as um, Oxygen is the name we came up with. Ooh. It's, it's both of our names combined, um, O-K-S-J-N, so Oksana John sounds like Oxygen. Oxygen, <laughs> I like that. That's catchy. Yes, so there will be a website. Um, it's going to be oxygen.com uh, where all the updates will be there. And um, um, maybe it's in very beginning stages, but we are looking into coming up with our own clothing line that will be made mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Oh. Uh, you know, taking it back home. Um, yes, but the big goal, uh, John and I definitely, the most favorite thing for us to do is to choreograph. You know, this what like regular Friday night, you know, some watch some TV and then just start dancing in a living room. Either it's some salsa or just some acro. You know, he's teaching me some tricks. 
our contemporary and I'm helping him brushing up on his ballroom so we're constantly doing this and somehow it's happening in our living room all the time. <laughs> I'm coming to your house on Friday night. I'm going to bring my husband and be like, teach us something. <laughs> we're going to have a party. Well, what is the, tell us, I always want to know this because there's challenges to working together. What is the one challenge that you're like, sometimes it's hard to work with my husband? No, never. Never. <laughs> it's <kidding>. perfect. <laughs> I was like, if it's perfect, I'm going to kill you guys because you're so cute together. No, no, it's <laughs> not, nothing's perfect. Of course, we have our own, uh, you know, sometimes different opinions. Let's say we're trying to put some piece together and he wanted to be more from contemporary point or like mm-hmm. this way. And I think there should be more ballroom, you know, tries, everybody trying to put blanket on their own side. But then... We come uh, to the middle, and I think it, this is how it becomes something different because it's a little bit from his world, a little bit from my world, and then it just turns into something different and new. So. It's a really beautiful blend. And, you know, I, I'm interested in what you guys do, too, because we're seeing a lot of husband-wife duos t- extremely successful. You guys, Nappy Tabs, Keone and Mari. So uh, DNA, another couple. I'm really interested to see how this moves forward because it seems like to be like a really great match in dance. Whether you guys, you know, move up to creative directors and co-executive producers and things like that, but it's it's kind of a wonderful thing to see because you can, you know, bring your family with you on the road and, and bring your artistry and, and, you know, of course you guys have a connection that is is very different than if you're just working with a buddy or something like that. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's we really love so working fascinating. with each other. Yeah, I love that though. That's that's amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Believe it or not, like the hour's up. I know. It was so much fun. I loved it. Thank I promised you for her. Having me. I told her. I was like, it's going to go. I go, it seems like a lot. And I go, I promise you, it goes by really, really quickly. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people were super interested about um, Strictly Come Dancing and your journey. And just know that you are going to be missed this season. Oh, I know. I'm sure you've heard from the fans. <laughs> but they're letting me know as well. They're like, please tell her to come back. <laughs> Let me know um, and let all of our viewers and listeners know where they can find you on social media. Um, well, as I said, the, the website for uh, John and I coming up, it's going to be oxygenoksjn.com. And then um, my Instagram is Oksana Platero. Jonathan's Instagram is John Platero Dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure getting to know your story because I know Jonathan really well. And I was like, I just, this is funny because we just saw each other at the Dance for Africa yeah. benefit. And I was like, how is this the first time I'm meeting Oksana? Which is <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so pleasure much. Pleasure all mine. Thank all you. Right. You guys, I will be announcing our guests, fingers crossed, on Friday. I just need final confirmation. And it's a really good dance history lesson that is coming your way. So we'll see you guys next week on To The Point presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 